Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons, so if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash ttopod. If you would share us around and give us five-star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. If living in the 80s taught me anything, if it's bad, it must be Satan. What are you doing? That's the kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Steve. Oh, Steve. oh. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I was so confused. The the same guy, it was a guy named Jose on YouTube. Uh, he did one about uh, Scrubs mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, Scrubs had certain things that didn't age super well. But uh, fun fact about Scrubs, every single scene that was in that show was filmed inside of an old hospital. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Every scene. Their apartments. Yeah. Their houses. Mm-hmm. Anytime they were at like a cafe or something, all inside of that one building. Bro. We, that Yeah. The hospitals are cool Fucking as fuck. crazy. For lots of different reasons. A lot of it is that they can help people. But, but uh, <laughs> that's one of them. If you, can, if you can buy an old hospital, you could... You have a castle. Yeah. Like, that's what... A, that's a castle. Yeah. Fully functioning with, like, kitchens, plural. Like, it, you know, it's... I still think to this day that any, like, Regency Square Mall... Uh-huh. I think that places like that should be turned into, like, homeless communities. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you've got all these different places you can set up for, like, a clinic and... Communal housing. Communal housing. Yeah. You can fucking... You can use the food court for feeding. Make that the cafeteria area. Instead of it just sitting there going to fucking waste. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's almost like the the populace of that community could, I don't know, man those yeah. jobs, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, the ones get, who can get training work, and you know, yeah, the ones who can work should work, and the ones well, if they are given the help they need. You it's, listen. Here's what, what I mean. Why don't we just go barricade the mall and turn it into a commune? Fuck it. That's what I'm saying. Is that's what I'm kind of saying? <laughs> it's like I'm not trying to say like poor people are poor because they don't work. Nah, I I fucking get it. I live below the poverty line. I know what's up. Like, um, it's more of like. You, you, people can be willing to help you all day long, but if you're not willing to get up and try to help yourself in whatever capacity you have to do that, then you, you're not going to get better. Your situation won't improve. All right. So let's get started. Um, we're going to see how this works. That was a fucking weird cold open for yeah. the subject of today's. <laughs> yeah. So welcome everybody to two towns over satanic Sundays. We are almost done. We are almost finished with Lucifer. Something, something, brave heart. You could lay down and die, or you could scream freedom <laughs> and fight. I am Don. I'm uh, the torturer from Braveheart, where he cuts off his balls. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I am Josh, a.k.a. a sinister rubber duck. Okay. That's an untrustworthy dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I figured you would have said that you're Mel Gibson's balls. Since he no, said it's going to come back. Oh, fuck. That would have been good. No, no, no. This is, this is a long con. This is a long con. You'll okay. see. So this week we start a... <laughs> a sinister rubber duck. All Please right. remember. <laughs> this week we start a two-week uh, dive into uh, the McMartin trial. Uh, this script <clears throat> was written by Josh. It's going to be read by me. Yep. 
Uh, so there are opinions expressed, which will come out of Don's mouth, which I believe Don shares these opinions, yes, but uh, <laughs> they were written by me. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm also gonna, I'm gonna shout out my sources right here at the beginning and read kind of a little disclaimer that I put in here. Uh, I would like to begin by recognizing and praising the sources that I used for the script that I wrote for Don to read. Uh, one of which was another podcast called Students Verdict. Um, it was run by, uh, an English woman. It's defunct now. I don't think she still uploads. The last thing she uploaded seemed to be from like 2021 which is a shame because it was really good she had some really good information she doesn't know it but she is secretly the fourth member of our podcast i fucking love this woman and i i knew i was in love with her when uh she says the judge's name in the trial who is uh judge pounder and she laughed and was like which is an excellent name and i'm like get her on the show now <laughs> if you're she listening seriously though uh, we might be meant for each other. She should be with us. <laughs> Entertaining. Did you say the name of the podcast? Uh, Students' verdict. There she does go. a couple of others. Because uh, I think Emily Hodge or something like that was her name. Um, she had a couple of others. I looked into. Um, they, they looked pretty interesting. But uh, in her podcast, she called out her source, which ended up being the same source that I used, which was famous-trials.com. And um, a lot of the beginning of this script that Don's going to be reading from today was me. And then uh, a big bulk of it after that is taken uh, directly from famoustrials.com. I could not rephrase it better than they have it. So for a significant portion of this, probably the entire second half... Uh, it'll be read pretty much directly from famoustrials.com with a little bit of extra input. So Josh likes to name his episodes. So the title for this week is The McMartin Preschool Farce or Fuck Key McFarlane. I couldn't decide which title was better. Yep. <laughs> so we you name things like Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, but you do it better. You do you do it way better. <laughs> Seven years and fifteen million dollars. As we begin to explore this week's topic, we would like everyone to bear these numbers in mind. Fifteen million dollars, seven full years. This is the cost and length of America's longest and most expensive criminal trial, the McMartin Preschool Trial. Being that we have only just finished spending two months diving into the mind-numbingly... Seven years for context, that's enough for a, a whole new generation of kids yeah. to be in a preschool. Right. What could you do with seven years and $15 million? Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, being that we just we have only just finished spending two months diving into the mind-numbingly infuriating trial of the West Memphis Three... Speaking of $15 million, give us money on Patreon. Anyway. <laughs> we will be making an effort to keep the story relatively brief. However, as this case was so long and such an incredibly perfect example of the satanic panic as a whole... Buckle up, fuckers, because this one is going to piss you off too. Yeah, this one, this one could have been our our This could have been our fucking closer. Yeah, yeah. Like, because oh, uh, yeah. even from the little tiny bit that I know about this trial, it involves everything from West Memphis Three nonsense to Michelle it Remembers West nonsense. Memphis three nonsense. Like it, all of it. <clears throat> As a formal introduction, the following a witch is, hunt the whole yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. The following is the letter sent by Police Chief Colmeyer which set the wheels in motion for this historically bullshit trial. September 8th, 1983. Dear parent, the department is con this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Bucky, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7th, 1983 by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary for a completion complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in the continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock or chest area, and sodomy. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I'm probably about to josh myself, but <clears throat> I just want to make it clear that when they put the name of the accused person in that, 
that is the opposite of protecting both <clears throat> the the accused and the victims. That's the opposite of that. This letter is an atomic bomb. Yeah. He literally sent listen, what would you do if you got a letter that said, Hey, your kid may have been sodomized? That's you listen. Also, it's, I I fucked up. Uh that's the sh- start. I should have had the trigger warning before this oh, letter. Yeah. Hey. Uh that's the start of fucking several horror movies or murder movies. Like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like the whole point of that one series happy. The whole point of that is that his daughter gets kidnapped to be in a fucking sex ring and he kills like three dozen people to save her. Oh, that's also taken. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all of them. Like they knew what the fuck anyway. So yeah, uh, so the fondling Jesus. of genitals, buttock, or chest area, and sodomy possibly committed under so, the pretense. So yeah, so yeah, the the fondling of genitals, <laughs> buttocks, and chest area. Well, I had to yeah. get back because if I just all of a sudden said sodomy, I know, <laughs> possibly just... committed under the pretense of taking the child's temperature. This is was that the end of the sentence? Yes. Okay, sorry. So like this letter is an atomic bomb in the sense that now the investigation is over. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter who did it now. Oh, yeah. At all. It's going to get worse. Also, photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Bucky to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they have ever observed Ray Bucky tie up a child, is important. Please complete the enclosed information form and return it to this department in the enclosed stamped return envelope as soon as possible. I'm already sad. We will contact you if circumstances dictate the same. See, don't worry, because it's this one. The experience that I went through in researching and writing it, right, is (coughs) I... In the beginning, I'm like, okay, I know cursory things about this. I know the broad strokes of the case. And it's it's going to be maddening to read and write about and hear about. And then I started reading and writing about it. And I said this to Don before you got here. Um, it's You can almost feel like the whimsy that I felt when I was writing this. Because the further you go into it, the more it just gets so absurd that it crosses over from being something that you're mad about to something that, like, is almost funny. If it wasn't somebody's life on the line. Exactly. Exactly. If you can detach yourself from the fact that there are real people (laughs) who lost freedom for periods of time to this, the sheer absurdity is hilarious. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the ending of this trial, but I feel like this one ended up being just completely made up. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll 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 get there in just a second. Which means this dude Ray Bucky got fucked. Railroaded like, and like, lost his reputation for life and uh, over you'll hear exactly why. So, continuing the letter, we ask you, this is ridiculous, we ask you to please keep this investigation strictly confidential because of the nature of the charges and the highly emotional effect it could have on our community. That's absolutely not going to happen. No! And it didn't. Please do not discuss this investigation with anyone outside your immediate family. Do not contact or discuss the investigation with Raymond Bucky, any member of the accused defendant's family. Wow! Or They literally have name-dropped, they've doxxed this motherfucker three times. Yeah. Uh, In one letter. mm -hmm. Or employees connected with the McMartin preschool. Bro, this gets people killed. Nowadays. Well, he was already in custody. Otherwise, he probably would have been. Like, like, what the fuck? So there is no evidence. It's still the letter. There is no evidence to indicate that the management of Virginia McMartin's preschool had any knowledge of the situation and no detrimental information concerning the operation of the school has been discovered during this investigation. Also, no other employee in the school is under investigation for any criminal act. Wow. Yeah. And that that changes. Now, this letter was... Wow! Mm -hmm. This letter was sent to the parents of over 200 children. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck, bro! Yeah. Who had attended McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. 
The letter went out one day after the arrest of Ray Bucky, following accusations of molestation made by Judy Johnson, who was the mother of a two and a half year old son who had attended McMartin Preschool on roughly 10 occasions. Now, before I list some of the wild accusations against Ray Bucky and his mother, Peggy Bucky, I feel compelled to give a trigger warning for everything. Rape, torture, murder, animal abuse, the list goes on. According to Judy Johnson, oh yeah, the Buckies were guilty of taking her son to a church where he was forced to watch as a baby was beheaded and then made to drink the blood. Back up! (laughs) Start over! Taking her son to- No, 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 the whole thing. No, no, no. (laughs) Taking her son to a church where he was forced to watch as a baby was beheaded and then made to drink the blood. This is Peggy Bucky doing this to Ray Bucky. No, Ray Bucky was doing it to Judy Johnson's son. Ah, yes. This this two-year-old? Yes. Two and a half. Two and a half. Hey, hey, listener, let's do a thing real quick. Do any of you remember being two? Can you remember a day when you were two? This was her her son was two and a half at the time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um sodomizing Johnson's son while his head was dunked in a toilet. Wh- yeah. Playing a game called Naked Movie Star where children would be stripped naked and have photos taken of them. Okay. And the- this this right here is where this list goes from uh you know uh satanic panic and uh general child abuse and molestation to fantasy land. Yes. Uh, taking children away in hot air balloons, leading children through secret tunnels beneath the school pl- to places where sacrifices were made. And they didn't include that in the letter, huh? No. Uh, orgies at car washes and airports. This is <laughs> what? Yeah. She, she, she said that, uh, Ray Bucky had, uh, put her son in the trunk of his car and taken him to a, a car wash where there was an orgy, uh, flushing children down toilets, which led to the aforementioned secret tunnels. Dude. C- secret toilet flush entrance. Yes. That's straight out of Harry Potter. What yeah. year was this? It's 82. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the thing is, I, you know, when I was doing the research for this, uh-huh. I watched a documentary where there are people today who still believe their children. I know. And I know. One of the mothers was making a comment like multiple children made this claim. There must be a way into the bathrooms or from the bathrooms into these tunnels. <laughs> it was actually just the back rooms yeah. is what it was the whole time. Uh, other teachers at the school yeah, room they were alleged to ceremoniously chop up rabbits in front of students. Here's here's my question. <clears throat> right off rip. I know this is Josh. I know it is. Uh, children outside. Oh. oh, it just came from. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have the soundproofing blanket on this well, anymore. So be- I was fake. So ADHD makes hearing weird for me. Yeah, it was, and it uh, came as if from the soundproofing. Anyway, I was like, "Is there a fucking speaker directly <laughs> against that?" But no. Anyway, where are any of these injuries? Medical nowhere, reports. Nowhere. 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 Okay, I didn't this think. All I didn't started think so. because because a woman. Well, her son, his anus was irritated. While she was giving him a bath, she noticed that there was a redness around his his yeah. anus, and that's what started the whole thing. So uh, he had a rash. He had a rash we, on his butt. We already did the trigger warning. Yeah, but I will say that um, when you are that young, uh, that'll kill you straight up. Like it, it'll what being uh-huh. sodomized? Yeah, that oh, yeah. it'll fuck. It'll literally tear up your insides. Yeah, like like you you, it it's rare to survive that that young, like especially in the way that she was describing these these violent things happening. Mm-hmm. That kid would not have lived. He wouldn't have had just a rash, like yeah. So and then the last thing, Ray Bucky was also alleged to prance around the daycare wearing a cape and Santa Claus costume, which is what Josh personally just calls a great Tuesday night at the bar. Now, at the time of the Bar- Ray Bucky's arrest, his home was also searched and several pieces of evidence were collected. Evidence in quotes. Yeah. These mm. incredibly damning pieces of evidence included a graduation robe, a teddy bear, some Playboy magazines, and perhaps the most sinister of all, a rubber duck. A rubber duck. Oh. Da, da, da. 
Josh just pulled out a rubber duck. I did. <laughs> it is incredibly sinister. <laughs> so just to go ahead and get this bombshell out of the way, Judy Johnson was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, wow. And would <laughs> die due to complications from chronic alcoholism in 1986. Oof. Before the preliminary hearing for the trial would even conclude. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I said longest. Yeah. Seven years. No, no, no. I got that part, but I just was putting the timeline together. That means she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and she died of alcoholism before, in between his arrest and the trial. Right. And they... This was not relevant? No. Nope. By that point, the the ball, the fucking wheels had already started turning. At that point, it's okay. So it's I have something in about this in a second, but I'll jump ahead just for for your sake. Um, I'm sorry that I have I have a hard time just being in the story. No, I know. <laughs> you, so the trial basically had to go ahead at this point uh, because of public outcry yeah. uh, after the letter was sent. Yeah. Uh, all, oh all yeah. Of, oh, that's what I. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All all of. The, Atomic bomb. See yeah, earlier. Exactly. <laughs> all, all of California and then the war, like all of America, knew about these allegations at this yeah. point. It didn't matter if they were true or not. Uh, it, it was already out there. It was just it was, there was yeah. if a trial did not go on, then it was who who knows what the parents would have done. Yeah. So. I get why a trial had to commence, um, and the trial itself is, uh, we're going to get to it. it, it's a fucking, it's a circus. It's a shit show. It's an absolute circus. So, And it serves very much, I was talking to Don about this before we started recording too, um, it's very much a, a contrast to the, um, West Memphis to the West Memphis 3 trial. Because uh, whereas in the West Memphis 3 trial, they were submitting non-evidence after non-evidence, and it was all being taken for fact. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very much the opposite in this trial, where they're going to keep submitting all this stuff, and literally everyone involved up to and including the prosecution and the judge is like, there's no fucking case here. This is absurd. It's yeah. literally... This- Whereas the West Memphis Three was kind of like I said, it was like the the final sacrifice for the the eighties satanic panic. Yeah, this I think this is where everything came to. This was the climax of it. Not the climax. This is where it exploded. Yeah, this yeah. is where it went from just like the the fringe of people being you know they're Satan to well that's what we got into when I, in my episode was yeah. that the literally nineteen eighty that book mm-hmm. comes out. And like the climax, hap- the climax of that happens roughly yeah. around 1982, right? And yeah. then this thing, this is the long climax of the right. This- it, it's like the umbrella, like you said earlier. It's like a good representation of the whole thing because it is the majority of the 80s was this trial. Yeah, yeah. you know, like. A, a lot of the shit that you hear about satanic panic in the 80s wise literally was this trial not was about or around it was this trial i actually think the the murders for the <clears throat> west memphis three happened in what year 93 93 yeah so yeah it's like not even five full years after this trial ends yeah yeah this is where satanic panic went mainstream yeah or worldwide however you want to say it so later, the prosecution would claim that Johnson's mental illness was caused by the stress of the trial, despite the fact that she had admitted to them that her issues predated the trial and the accusations. Wow. Now, this information was withheld from the defense for a full three years. Holy shit! <laughs> when it was finally revealed, it was in the form of sanitized reports that excluded Johnson's statements at the order of the prosecution. Now, to give a small bit of credit where credit is due, one of the original prosecutors assigned to the case, Glenn Stevens, left the case in protest and stated that other prosecutors had withheld evidence from the defense, including the information that Johnson's son did not actually identify Ray Bucky in a series of photographs. In fact, one of the many children involved in the trial identified Chuck Norris from a photo lineup as the man who had allegedly harmed him. Wow. Yeah. 
All of this being said, the letter which was sent out to so many parents caused so much stir in the community that the district attorney was essentially forced to continue with a formal investigation and handed off the bulk of said investigation to the Children's Institute International, an organization with the goal of identifying and treating children who had become victims of abuse. Which on the surface... Sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Hand off the hand off the investigation to an organization which is established to handle this exact thing. How good of you. Good job, district attorney. Yeah. Uh um I do just want to You know, this is a farce. Like this is yeah. crazily like you if you ever think that you don't have the power to force things to be the way you want them. Mhm. Look at any time a moral panic has ever happened in any country. Because you definitely do. You just got to make sure that your fu- your effort, your fear is pointed in the right direction. Because if it's not, sh- shit like this happens. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, you focus so hard on this thing and then other, th- you know, like, just like in the West Memphis 3. If any of the kids in this had actually been harmed, which is a non-zero possibility, you know? Yeah, well, it's briefly mentioned later. And, like, if any of them had actually been harmed, it's too late to find out who did it now. Because, Ray, you've already said his name three times before they even knew what was going on. Yep, right. Which means they think it's him. They don't have any detective training. They don't have any police training, which, in my opinion, is worth jack shit. But, like, they don't have that. Mm -hmm. They don't have the ability to separate accuse, you know, accusatory statements versus factual statements. It, they don't, we... Like, if somebody sent a letter to me about, oh, yeah, somebody might have, you know, tortured your sister for a little bit in 2013, I would fucking go mental. Like, what am I supposed to do about that? If you give me that person's name, I'm going to go fuck them up. Like, that's how that goes. And I know that's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, that you're, you, somebody hits you close enough to home and that shit, you can't control it. That's why you have to be. That's why we have abolished the fucking police because we need new standards. Yeah. We need new standards. Yeah. So just to clarify, uh, henceforth in the script, if you hear Don say CII, that is Children's Institute International. Yeah. So it is with the introduction of the CII that we are also introduced to the outright antagonist of this story and the only person involved who actually caused harm to the children, Key McFarlane. Now, parents were encouraged to send their children to CII for two-hour interviews. I think she went to the Dr. Lawrence Pazder School of Therapy. Probably. McFarland pressed 400 children through a series of leading questions and the offer of rewards to report instances of abuse at McMartin. The interviews often followed a pattern. At first, children generally denied seeing any evidence of abuse. Eventually, however, many children came around to giving McFarland the stories that she clearly wanted to hear. After the interviews, McFarland told parents that their children had been abused and described the nature of the alleged abuse. This this is what... Okay. This is what fucking frustrates me about parenting. And I'm not a parent, so, you know, everybody who's gone through childbirth fucking grain assault me or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know I'm right, because this is just a general thing. I was a child who had parents, so... Um, we, you, we always say... Believe kids when they tell you stuff. But the real, the real, um, the truth of the situation is you believe children when they tell you what you want to hear. You have to stop doing that if you want your kid to tell you the truth ever. Like, Don and Cindy are pretty good about that. I'm not going to say perfect. I don't know how you guys parent, really. I've only seen, you know, limited, you know, insight to that. But, like, you know, when you come in and you tell us stuff about, you know, Brandon and, and you and Cindy and ha- dealing with Brandon and raising him and stuff, you it you generally seem like you're willing to listen to your son. Like, you respect that he's a person who has right. feelings, you yeah. know? That is true of a three-year-old. 
and a 50 year old yeah. you know your job as a parent and this is this is literally i'm paraphrasing my favorite cinema therapist who is a literally he's a licensed family and child therapist i love him he's great his he's name adorable. is uh J- um jono john something fuck I don't remember. Jono is what they call him it's, in the show. I, I relate so. more to his partner, who's Alan the one who needs therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless his filmmaker who needs therapy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he says basically, your job as a parent is to help guide a person and teach them how to make decisions on their own. Yeah. They already know. Like you don't know who you have to discover who you are, but you are born knowing. I am me. Uh-huh. And when you're a kid, the possibilities are fucking endless. When you're an adult, they're only slightly less than endless, but there's still a lot of them. But you, as a child, it's literally endless. Your job is to help guide them in a direction that you think is appropriate without overpowering them or forcing them to live the way you wanted to live. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to be a doctor and you're going to force your kid to be a doctor, that's not good parenting. I so know that the, the the novel idea that you're that you're preaching here is treat humans like humans, regardless of how old they are. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy, crazy talk. It's revolutionary, super leftist. I get it. By March of 1984, 384 former McMartin students had been diagnosed as sexually abused. The following is a transcript from one of those interviews. I'm sorry, what now? 384 former McMartin students had been diagnosed. That's more people than got the letter, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, well, yep. 200 families got the letter. Yeah, it was spread. Because so, people didn't course. keep it between them. It was of the parents of 200 children. That spread ended up doubling. She pressed around 400 children, of which 384 were diagnosed as sexually abused. That is not a correct ratio. No. That's not a correct... You station... Wolf. 384 yeah. out of 400. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So the following is a transcript from one of these interviews, which stands as an amazing example of how good this grown woman was at manipulating children below the age of 10. The boy in this interview is eight years old. And so for a little bit of context, um, Key McFarlane Give me is, the duck. <laughs> you need the duck? I need the duck. <laughs> it's, uh, again, I'm keeping that rubber duck out and uh, displayed here as a reminder of the damning evidence that uh, helped bring uh, a dangerous man to trial, a rubber duck. Uh, for context on this transcript uh, that we're going to read, Key McFarlane uh, was famous for uh, using dolls, uh, anatomically correct dolls, often. And She's the one where, show me on this doll... Exactly, and she did that after lots of prompting, uh, subtly, uh, about where she wanted them to say where, yeah, exactly. She Um, did basically, literally, like what we've talked about in a few episodes and kind of touched on in my episode, which is not exactly false memory regression or whatever. not quite. But it is like, like in the, um, oh, Jesus Christ, the West Memphis Three. Uh-huh. Where uh, the probably autistic one, Jesse, Jesse, yeah, where the cops were like, So did this happen? And he was like, No, and they were like, Well, this happened, did this happen? And it's like, No, I don't think so. And he's like, You don't think so? Did this happen or not happen? And then they just keep doing that and confusing you until you say the thing they want you to say, and then they just, Ah, okay, so now you're telling me the truth. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see that exact thing happen here, except it's it's even worse because it's being done to actual children and it's being done uh, often like through the lens of we have these two puppets. So you're, you're going to hear her talk about uh, Mr. Monkey and uh, Mr. Alligator. Yeah. So in, in this. And so what it is, is like the the kid is holding a puppet that is. Mr. Alligator, and she is holding a puppet that is Mr. Monkey, and it's the puppets that are having the conversation with each other uh-huh. that she's leading. So, did you want to act this out with me so I don't seem like a psychotic? Oh, hold on. oh 
that's going to be rough. But yeah, let's absolutely. Are you are I you going to be Key McFarlane or am I going to be Key McFarlane? Whatever you want. I got one more thing to say about it. Okay. Um, That's what I mean when I say you you have to – like I know kids lie. They're learning how to. Uh It's fine. They're not good at it yet. So you'll know when they are actually lying. Yeah. But like if you basically are like – you know, when your kid tells you something – important or that they think is important whether or not you think it's important if they're telling you earnestly listen to them don't just like if you ask them a question did the bad man hurt you and they're like no i don't even know who that is believe them because they don't know who that is they don't you know what i'm saying right they don't know what that is they don't know what that is and that's that's a part of what what made it so easy to convince people that what the children were saying was true because a child does not have the concept of what sexual sexual assault is right so if a child comes to you and says that a sexual assault happened they literally unless they have already been influenced they do not have the information to make that up yeah so, So if your child has no way of knowing what sexual assault or what sex in general is and they come to you and say that it happened if they say it with prompting from a manipulative grown woman then it's probably not fucking true and uh, granted i don't know whether these kids parents were in the sessions with her no which that they were all videotaped, though. They were all videotaped. Yeah, you you can okay. find uh, videotapes. I don't know if the parents would have had access to those, though. Maybe they did. No, I'm they not were sure. played in court. Uh, I think the parents might have like been able to see or hear what was happening, but I don't yeah. think they were in the room. No, okay, they in the okay. Room. So now I was going to say I don't know how much information the parents had about what was going on in the sessions and at the time. Also, so, there was there's a big point of contention with these interviews where uh, the videos don't start until the children are already in the room and seated, which is very poor etiquette for this kind. Kind of thing because there is a gap of time where they enter the room with the interviewer before the video starts so they don't know what was said or what happened before the interview started yeah Yeah. um okay so don and i are gonna act this out i guess uh this is this is horrific so (laughs) i don't want to try and make it funny i'm not trying to make but i don't want to sound like a psycho by saying key mcfarland blah 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 little boy blah 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 Josh is a painting of a little boy sometimes. Yes. Uh, that said, uh, I guess I will be playing the part of Key McFarlane. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so she says, Mr. Monkey is a little bit chicken, and he can't remember any of the naked games, but we think that you can because we know a naked game that you were around for because the other kids told us, and it's called Naked Movie Star. Do you Already. remember that game, Mr. Alligator, or is your memory too bad? Um, I don't remember that game. Oh, Mr. Alligator. Um, well, it's um, a little song that me and a friend heard of. Oh? Well, I heard out loud someone singing Naked Movie Star, Naked Movie Star. You know... This is... Okay. Wow. Go ahead. Already. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Wow. You. She started off by prompting the kid with the information that they would have probably need to yes. put the pieces together... And now she's just going to guide them until they say what she wants them to say or close enough. So, for example, oh, do you remember that or is your memory too bad? We already Uh know you were there. Yep. Like, and so now every time and when when she was like Mr. Alligator, like that kid is like, oh, that's a negative. I mean, yeah, I've heard Uh of it. They're trying to seek. They're seeking approval. That's what children do. Oh, this gets way worse. Yeah. Um. So the kid said, "Yeah, he heard someone singing Naked Movie Star, Naked Movie Star." To which McFarlane said, "Oh, you know that, Mister Alligator? That means you're smart, because that's the same songs the other kids knew, and that's how we really know you're smarter than you look. So you better not play dumb, Mister Alligator." Wow. Well, I don't really hear a whole lot. I just heard someone yell it from out in the. Someone yelled at. Maybe, Mr. Alligator, you peeked in the window one day and saw them playing it. So maybe you could remember and help us. Well, no, I haven't seen anyone playing Naked Movie Star. I've only heard the song. What good are you? You must be dumb. Wow. 
well, I don't really remember seeing anyone play that because I wasn't there when I when people are playing it. Bro, you if weren't. I, if some, oh, I would. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I'm not a parent, but if I had a kid <laughs> and I found out that some woman had talked to my child like this, I would beat her ass. Say, in court. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll walk over to you and punch you myself. <laughs> fuck the bailiff. I don't give a fuck. Like she says, you weren't. You weren't. That's why we're hoping maybe you saw. See, a lot of puppets weren't there, but they got to see what happened. Well, I saw a lot of fighting. I bet you can help us a lot, though, because, like, Naked Movie Star is a simple game because we know about that game. Because we just have had 20 kids told us about that game. Just this morning, a little girl came in and played it for us and sang it just like that. Do you think if I asked you a question, you could put your thinking cap on and you might remember Mr. Alligator? 20 children have told us, listen, that's too big of a scope. We learned that in Cropsy. Even fucking Cropsy was like, this is too many children. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you see what I'm saying? He had one classroom full of kids. That was what, 15 kids? About the same amount? Like Something like that. Like, that's too large of a scope for one person yeah. to keep secret. And, uh, yeah, I get it. Sometimes people do go way out of scope. But, like, not usually. And not with this little evidence. And not when you're leading somebody like this. Holy fuck. She, she Like, this is brainwashing a child. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like I said, the only person who caused harm to children in this story is Key McFarlane. Uh, the boy responds to her question saying, maybe. Uh, You could nod your head yes or no. Can you remember who took the pictures for the Naked Movie Star game? That would be a great thing to feed into the secret machine, which is what they called the video camera. Mm -hmm. Then it would all be gone, just like all the other kids did. You can just nod whether you remember it or not. See how good your memory is. The boy nods the puppet's head. You do? Well, that's remarkable. I wonder if you could hold a pointer in your mouth and you wouldn't have to say a word. As she says the boy's name... The boy wouldn't have to say a word. You could just point. This is also a child seeking approval at a thing they probably think and has been framed as playing puppets. Yes. Yes, exactly. This kid is playing pretend. Yes. And he's trying, he or she is trying to play pretend correctly. He, I think you said it was a little boy. Yes, it's a boy. Um, they're, They're trying to play pretend and you keep telling them they're doing it wrong, so they're going to yes. go with what you want them to say, and then you're going to try to use that in court as evidence. And it's with an authority figure, too. So it's like, you remember when you would like play, like you would make your toys fight with your friend, and you would be making up rules for making the toys fight. Like, no, you can't do that, and you and your friend would argue about it. Right. Yeah. Like, no, that that's not how that works. That's not fair. You can't do that. And then y- you and your friend are fighting. But this is the dynamic of a child with an adult who is an authority figure in a strange place. So when she tells him that they're acting out this scene, they're playing with these puppets and she tells him, no, that's not right. He will conform to what she says. Yeah. Yeah. So the boy pre- uh, places pretend camera on adult male nude doll using alligator puppet. Sometimes he did. Can I pat you on the head for that? Look what a big help you can be. You're going to help all these little children because you're so smart. Okay, did they ever pose in funny poses for the pictures? Well, it wasn't a real camera. We just played... Mr. Alligator, I'm going to going to ask you something here. Now, we already found out from the other kids that it was a real camera, so you don't have to pretend, okay? <laughs> Is that a deal? Yes, it was a play camera that we played with. Oh, and it went flash? Well, it didn't exactly go flash. It didn't exactly go flash. Went click? Did little pictures go zip come out of it? I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember that. Well, you're doing pretty good, Mr. Alligator. I gotta shake your hand. So in addition to interviews, 150 children received medical examinations. Uh, Naked Movie Star, by the way, uh, that becomes a big thing where they were talking about how the kids were supposed to chant Naked Movie Star while he took... pictures of naked children naked movie star was a teasing little rhyme that that the kids what you say is what you are you're You're a a naked naked movie movie star star. yeah say that when i was a kid just a teasing little rhyme that they would do to like fuck with each other wow yeah that's all that is 
So Dr. Astrid Hager of CII concluded that 80% of the children she examined had been molested. For the most part, 80%. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, she based her findings not on physical evidence as you might expect. Also, if you think 20 ki- when I was saying 20 kids, <coughs> we're not talking about 20 kids being too big of a scope, although it is. We're talking about one man in a school full of adults and their parents f- almost 400 children. Right. That's literally impossible. Allegedly having been doing this for years and years. Yeah. The only institution that can pull off that many kids over that long of a time is the Catholic Church. <laughs> or, well, zing! Politicians and celebrities. Yeah, well, you know. But for the most part, she based her findings not on physical evidence. But even then, they're working from literally the whole world. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? This is one day, one preschool. Mm-hmm. Do you mention how this kind of spread to other preschools? Uh, no, I do have a tidbit about um, another. I'm going to have to look it Little up. Rascals. I was going to do it during uh, maybe. Is that the one think... where they said that they never saw anyone coming and going from the building? Uh... I don't remember. I know that there was two, there was two people, a man and a husband and wife, who were arrested and just recently got out of prison for it, even though there was nothing ever found. Oh, maybe so. It's yeah. it basically started on a a subreddit for a small town is the one I'm thinking of. There was actually another one that was right up the street in Manhattan Beach that people started saying things happened there uh, too. The book that I read that I was taking all of my notes from uh-huh. actually talks about another. I don't know if it's his name is Mark. I don't remember if it, but he was also being uh, tried for it, even though he wasn't. Although his was more. Like physical abuse, not sexual abuse. Uh-huh. Anyways. No, the one I'm thinking of was like modern. It started oh, no, on, no, no. on a subreddit where somebody was like took a picture of this uh, daycare and was like, I never see children here or something. And That they... was part of the Pizzagate thing. Yeah, yeah. probably. So, uh, see... And also that has happened. Listen, every single time that happens, it's this. Yeah. Because no daycare, like... None of they're not running child sex rings out of daycares. Right. No, they're running child sex rings on private islands <laughs> and castles in Europe and shit. Yeah, like it. They it private land that, that you can't get to. No, I do have that modern story to kind of compare this to, just to bring it forward to say yeah. that you know people are still doing bullshit like this. Not that people don't know, but just as an example, uh, I was gonna Google it and talk about it in the second episode, but you know, it whatever, it happened again. It started on a fucking subreddit. <laughs> ah, so it happens like twice a year. Yeah, she based her findings not on physical evidence as you might expect, but on medical histories and her belief that any conclusions should validate the child's history. Her initial set of examinations revealed physical evidence of sexual assault in only six cases, and those assaults could have happened at home or anywhere. Yeah, that that was the part that, like you mentioned earlier, about how some of these kids may have actually been assaulted yeah. at some point in time. No evidence that it happened at the school. So, yes, she did find in you know the four hundred or however many hundreds of children that were examined for this. Um, she did find in six cases that there was physical evidence of assault having occurred. Nothing to indicate that it happened at the school. And when you have, uh, that's the statistic for you out of however many hundreds of kids, six. Oh, how many did you say in the script? 380 something. I don't know. No. Oh, just now. How many that got tested? Uh, of uh, all the ones that got uh, it 150, doesn't have a number. 150 oh, children it? received oh. medical examinations. Okay. She yeah. found six that actually had physical evidence. What's that like? That's uh, like that's like 4.5%, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Like that's closer to the real number, guys. Yeah. So using a magnifying device called a colposcope, Dr. Hager claimed to detect small scarring patterns in genital and rectal areas of other children, which she she suggested... Uh, she said suggested sexual abuse. Good God, that's a tongue twister. Yeah. Other researchers, however, would later insist that the scarring patterns CII's doctors discovered were common even in children with no history of sexual abuse. And when a nationally recognized child abuse expert conducted blind studies using Dr. Hager's slides, the results were no, was no coror- the result was no correlation between the evaluations of medical experts. 
So on March 22nd, 1984, a grand jury indicted Ray Bucky, Peggy Bucky, Ray's mom, Peggy Ann Bucky, Ray's sister, Virginia McMartin, the founder of the preschool 30 years earlier. Peggy and Peggy Ann? Yes. Uh-huh. And Fuck three off. other McMartin teachers, Marianne Jackson, Bette Rader, and Babette Spittler. The grand jury initially indicted the McMartin seven on 115 counts of child sexual abuse. Two months later, an additional 93 indictment counts oh, were added. One for each year. As District Attorney Robert Philobosian pursued his strategy of hyping the McMartin case to boast his chances in an upcoming primary election. I'm sorry, I read that completely wrong. The 93 indictments counts were added as District Attorney Robert Philobosian pursued his strategy of hyping the McMartin case to boost his chances in an upcoming primary election. In June, bail for Peggy Bucky was set at $1 million. Ray Bucky was held without bail and would lose five years of his freedom as the result of a police chief creating hysteria based on the ravings of a mentally ill woman. So by the time the preliminary hearing began in August of 1984, prosecutor Lael Rubin was telling the media that the seven defendants committed 397 sexual crimes. Far more than the number for which they were indicted. I never said that. <laughs> that third. It is spelled. It is spelled like yours too. Yeah, I know. It always <laughs> the last name always is. Yeah. <laughs> and that thirty additional individuals associated with the McMartin Preschool were under investigation. Searches of the McMartin Preschool and the homes of defendants failed to produce much incriminating evidence. No nude photos of children was discovered, despite the insistence of investigators and parents that such photog- photographing was commonplace at McMartin. No evidence was found of the secret rooms where massive instances of sexual abuse were said to have taken place. In March of 1985, a group of nearly 50 McMartin parents determined to unearth the fabled secret tunnels began digging at a lot next to the school. A few days later, the parents were joined in their efforts by an archaeological firm hired by the district attorney's office. Still, no secret rooms were ever discovered. Holy fuck, bud. That's part of what uh, stood to make this the most expensive trial of all time uh is shit like archaeological dig teams looking for secret satanic tunnels that didn't exist that's crazy to me because part of part of the allegations for like the uh ceremoniously chopping up rabbits in front of the children to intimidate them um they 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 would say that they were buried uh in the the playground so they were looking for animal bones out there never found any of that I, how much would it take? How, how much, how much does it take until you're like, okay, I guess this didn't happen. It's how long, how much? So you're, you're going to see actually not that much because what you have is parents who are hysterical, right? Because they were convinced by an organization that their children had in fact, because some of them, you know, they didn't see how manipulative Key McFarlane was being. And there were other interviewers uh, yeah. to it. It wasn't just Key McFarlane. They were all using the same uh, – one, one of the uh, people that the defense calls calls it a script that well, they were using to convince these kids. Well, what I mean is, as that hysterical parent, how much does it take for you to say, okay – I am scared for my kid and and in a panic, but 400 kids, but there's no secret tunnels. There's no animal bones. They hired a fucking archaeological team, experts, people whose entire lives have been about this fucking digging up secret fucking tunnels. And, <laughs> and you like literally that's their job. That's their career. Like, how much does it take to say? I, okay, somebody either lied or was misled. How much? A little bit more. <laughs> so the longest and probably strangest preliminary hearing in history began before municipal court judge Aviva Bob. Also, your kid has been in for uh, at least 150 of you, or 144 of you. Your kid has been through an examination d- meant to find ev- physical evidence of this stuff happening to them and it wasn't found no 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 it was the the doctor said it was yeah the, that's the other say, test the, was the, later yeah what yeah yes oh my god i missed that part the, somehow the doctor said yes i found evidence that uh yeah. 
Did that did all one hundred and fifty of them? Uh, three hundred and eighty-four out of four hundred. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. So we've got literal villains. Yeah. Well, so there was the three hundred eighty-four out of four hundred were diagnosed uh, from the uh, interviews, and then um, out of the the hundred and fifty that uh, Hegel. I think her yeah, name was or Hegel. Hegel, yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck. She's a villain. I don't care about her name. <laughs> um, it was pretty much all of them, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So the chaotic proceeding featured seven defendants, each with his or her own attorney and three prosecutors. Unlike the typical preliminary hearing in which the prosecution tries to demonstrate cause for bringing the defendants to trial and the defense passively observes, the defense of the McMartin hearing mounted an affirmative, de- an affirmative defense, aggressively cross-examining a parade of prosecution witnesses, including allegedly abused children. So they made the children take the stand yeah. in this. I would have too, honestly. So uh, Mc- McMartin parent, uh, yeah. Abuse- I would have felt shitty about it, but I would have had to. Yeah. Yeah, the abused children, McMartin parents, therapists, and medical experts. All of the the witnesses that were examined. The defense repeatedly tried to raise questions as to how abuse on such a massive scale could have gone undetected for years and suggested that much of the testimony of the prosecution's child witnesses was flatly unbelievable. Did you put in here about the plane trips? No. Yeah, the kids said that they would be taken to the airport, flown to Mexico, to be molested and then I flown back. I did read that. It didn't make it into the script, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All, all within the time frame that a child's at a daycare. Holy shit. And yeah. there's, there is something about how uh, it was suggested that, because, you know, parents were free to come and pick up their From kids Kentucky, at, at huh? any time. From Kentucky. What do you mean? No. No, no, no. Ken- no, no. Kentucky was. California. Where are we at? From California. Yeah. Uh, okay. Manhattan okay. Beach, which is a. Suburb of L.A. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um. To uh, that's Southern Mexico. California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never it, mind it was that. it was suggested because parents were free to come and pick up their children at any time of the day. Right. You could you could check your kid in, check them out any time that the daycare was operating. Uh, exception to this was during nap nap time because they didn't want to uh, wake up the children. So if you came to pick up your kid for nap time, you're going to have to like wait 30 minutes for the kids to be woken up from nap time so that picking up one kid out of their nap and then making a fuss wouldn't wake up all the other kids from nap time. Yeah. So it was suggested that uh, the abuse was taking place during quote-unquote nap time, which was actually when they were being abused, which is not a time frame in which children could be uh, taken to car wash orgies or flown yeah, to Mexico. Exactly. So, Key McFarland... Or taken into a secret fucking tunnel. Yeah, well, being get, flushed down the toilet. They, they had quick access from the toilets. Yeah, so. they get flushed down the toilet. That's how they get Oh, out. I forgot they had flu powder. Yeah. <laughs> so, Key McFarland testified at the preliminary hearing that the abuse was able to go on for years because children either suffered from denial syndrome or were... Not a thing. Or were afraid that revealing McMartin's dark secrets would result in their own deaths or the deaths of family members. Now, McFarland explained that she succeeded in bringing out the secrets with the help of anatomically correct dolls and a set of puppets, through which she asked children questions during her interview. Did she at least lose her license? I don't think so. God, I don't think so. Uh, The Children's Institute International still operates. Yeah. So the puppets included Mr. Uh, Alligator, Mr. Snake, Detective Dog, and Mr. Sparky. And, of course, Mr. Monkey. And Mr. Monkey. Don't forget Mr. Monkey. Now, video... Um, Also... A thing with the anatomically correct dolls, uh, they were oftentimes when the children would come into the room already naked, <laughs> so they would they would have clothes that could come on and off of the anatomically correct dolls, mm-hmm. so that children could show what they were made to do. They were made to remove clothing, mm-hmm. but often they would have one that was already dressed and one that was already naked. Mm-hmm. So that already immediately puts the idea in the child's head that that's what happened. Uh, so videotapes of the interviews also showed that McFarlane and other therapists relied heavily. Also, on- just keep in mind, like this is some of, most of these kids first experience seeing an anatomically correct yeah. grown human person. Even if it's a doll, that's like showing a six year old porn. Yeah. Don't like that's so fucked up. 
So videotapes of the interviews also showed that McFarland and the other therapists relied heavily on leading questions and subtle pressure to persuade children to join the course of accusers. Sometimes not even fucking subtle pressure. Yeah. The defense played tapes that showed therapist Sean Connerly telling a child interviewee that 183 kids had already revealed yucky secrets and that all the McMartin teachers were sick in the head and deserved to be beaten up. Now, the testimony... Yeah, that that was the thing in one of them. Uh, uh, Key McFarlane like, made it where w- one of the dolls was basically a, a proxy for Ray Bucky. Yeah. And uh, she encouraged the children to make their dolls or their puppets beat up the one that was supposed to be Ray Bucky. Don't you think he deserves to be beaten up for this? Do you want to make your puppet beat him up? So the testimony of the children at the preliminary hearing was shockingly bizarre and often riddled with inconsistencies and contradictions. Several children report... (laughs) I cannot believe it. That's, again, very similar to the West Memphis 3 trial where there were just so many contradictions that made nothing make sense. At what point did the prosecution be like, you know what, guys, wow. (laughs) It's apparently right from the start in one of their cases. He fucking said, I'm leaving in protest. This is bullshit. Right. But the problem was is that Philobosian, he was up for re-election. So this was a big case for him. So he was going to try to see it through. It already had so much media attention, yeah. and we have politics playing their part. So several children reported being photographed while performing nude somersaults as part of the Naked Movie Star game. One child said that as the game was being played, the children said, what you see is what you are, you're a Naked Movie Star. Others testified as to playing a nude version of Cowboys and Indians, sometimes with the Indians sexually assaulting the cowboys and sometimes vice versa. Children testified that sexual assaults took place on farms, in circus houses, in the homes of strangers, in car washes, in storerooms, and in a secret room at McMartin accessible by the tunnel. One boy told of watching animal sacrifices performed by McMartin teachers wearing robes and masks in a candlelit ceremony at St. Cross Episcopal Church. Which, let me tell you, grew up Episcopal. No. <laughs> no, Episcopals are, for lack of a better term, okay, because there are many very devout Episcopal Christians, but it's some other sects of Christianity would refer to them as fair-weather Christians. Yeah. It is it is very lax, almost non-denominational Christianity, where it's just like, yes, we worship in our own time and in our own ways. It's It's very, very relaxed as far as a lot of different sects of Christianity go. So let me tell you the Episcopal church, not where that shit was going down. And I, in the the book I read, uh, some of the animals that they said that they sacrificed, Uh one was a giraffe. Nice. Uh, There was an elephant that was sacrificed one time. Damn man. Uh, Man, Satan must've been so happy. (laughs) Satan must've been so happy to get a whole giraffe. So if it was the best giraffe, (laughs) <laughs> in response to a defense question, the boy ad- a boy added that the kids were forced to drink the blood of the sacrificed animals. Perhaps strangest of all was the testimony of one boy who said that the McMartin teachers took students to a cemetery where the kids were forced to use pickaxes and shovels to dig up coffins. Once the coffins were removed from the ground, according to the child, they would be opened by the McMartin teachers and would begin hacking the bodies with knives. By September of 1985, and well over a year into the preliminary hearing, some members of the prosecution's own team began to express doubts about the case. One prosecutor was quoted as saying Key McFarlane could make a six-month-old baby say he was molested. The two co-prosecutors in the case urged dropping all charges against five of the seven defendants and pushed ahead with prosecution only for Ray Bucky and Peggy Bucky. Chief Prosecutor, prosecutor Lael Rubin, however, argued that all seven deserve prosecution. After a December 1985 I would meeting, never say that. <laughs> <laughs> after a December 1985 meeting uh, involving over a dozen members of the district attorney's office, the decision was made to drop charges against all defendants except Ray and Peggy Bucky. So far, the case had cost Los Angeles $4 million, and the trial had yet to begin. And so, yeah, this is all before the trial has even begun. This we ain't is even just close the preliminary. This is just the preliminary examination for the trial. And day one of the trial is where we're going to pick back up for part two. So um, we don't really have any announcements to make. We still have $11 million to get through. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Uh, so again, uh, let's see. uh, This was... uh, 
December 1985. Um, so it's been three years. It has been, yeah, uh, I think three and a half because that letter was sent in 82. September of 83. 83? September okay. 8th, 1983 is when the letter went out uh, the day after Ray Bucky was arrested. So just real quick, uh, typical announcements, like, share, follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash TTOpod. You know, support us monetarily if you can can. through Patreon. We have bonus content that is in the works right now for the patrons. We Uh, have a full, full series right now of us taking a demonology class. We are all certified demonologists, which, by the way, the newest season of um, Ghost Adventure started Thursday, Uh the 31st, I think, whatever, whatever day the 31st was. And Cindy and I watched it, and it was at Lake Mead in... Oh, okay. Las Vegas. Yeah. Because it's been drained, you know, uh-huh. because of the global warming and all these bodies are being found. Yeah. So they're searching for ghosts and skinwalkers at Lake Mead. Sure. And at one point, Zach and one of the guys is going, there's like tunnels where, where when they were building the Hoover Dam, tunnels were built. So they were going into the tunnels where shadow people were seen. And I realized now, thanks to my demonology training, that when Zach Bagans is talking about opening the portals and using our energy and everything, he's doing the summoning rituals that we learned about. And just... Is he really? Yes. <laughs> is he fucking really? Yes. That's awesome. But it, Look it, at you using your qualifications. I know. I feel so special. So uh, we're going to wrap this episode yeah. up, and then we're going to um, – you'll we'll see you again on part two. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Be good to yourselves. Uh Fuck everybody who's ever posted a racist Zorro meme. I didn't know right. that was a thing, but oh, it's a huge thing, and I fucking hate it. Okay, all right, guys, bye, bye, bye. bye.